Good evening, everyone. This is Empress Q. And it's evening here in Texas, and I want to say good morning to those who are rising or in the mid-morning. And good afternoon to those who are in that hour. This is Empress Q, and I am going to talk about something that we all aspire but find such challenge to really delve deep into it. So this is Conscious Acts of Change, my platform, which is a thought-provoking, inspirational, and introspective works to help individuals grow from their inner spirit and to develop things in their life that need expansion, need understanding. So as I begin on my topic of the sacred science of oneness, let's begin with having a conversation about duality and our ego. Because that is such a strong force inside of our inner selves that we really forget about the essence for the mission of our life. That I am ego. That is the carnal self that thinks that it has the power to do so many things, to do all things, to do everything, and we beat ourselves on our chest <laughs> thinking we're King Kong, and we're capable of overcoming all. But oneness does not have space for duality. It doesn't have space for separation. It doesn't have space for division. It doesn't have space for dichotomy. It does just does not have space for anything outside of itself. You see, oneness is unification. It is uniting. And what we are uniting with is that one source that created us. Even while in the midst of our exploring ourselves, we find new levels of consciousness, new levels of awareness, places we've never gone before that we tap into. But when we move towards exploring ourselves, we sometimes hit that fork in the road where we say, oh, should I go this way or should I go that way? And it causes us to have these bumps in the road because it jolts us so that we're unclear about who we are what we want to do, what we aspire to build, create. And it's 
stretching ourselves between our unconsciousness and our consciousness to find out which one is really real. You see, there comes a time when we are growing in our life that we have to dismantle the old things. We have to get rid of it. And even if we are growing and we receive that clarion call from God that He wants to use our life, our life will be dismantled without our effort. And that's the worst type of dismantling that we can experience in life. When it's force, when that force field comes in and just wreck everything that we know we're familiar with, we're comfortable with, that we think we want to experience and have and move it within our being. And then it comes to dismantle everything that we connect ourselves with, like the pandemic of 2020. Resetting our interior walls. Making everything unreachable, unattainable, and totally unclear. Oh, were we lost? But you see, in our oneness, we are in unity with all that there is. We have these illusions that we are these things or these beings that are not real because when we leave this planet, all of those illusions will be left here on this earth. Because who we truly are, the essence, the purity of who we truly are, is not, cannot, will not, and will never be a part of duality. We must make up our mind. Am I one with my source? Or am I still thinking about it? And I don't know, you know, because over here it's feeling kind of good and I like everything the way it is and I don't want to disrupt anything. I want to just live my life, be who I am. I'm good. But it is through the longing of our hearts to reunite with the source of our beginning. We will have to go into a deep-seated dream in order for us just to bond and take a look at the fragmentations and the various aspects that we've created. You see, we create our own stories. And in our ego, we build upon each other as we make assumptions about one another. My I am ego thinks that I am greater than what I have been created to be. This is the sense of your separation. This is your sense of being separate. This is that division, that duality, 
that simply want to make us unique individuals who is separate from its source. There is nothing inherently bad or wrong or good or bad with our I am ego, but the problem is that it simply knows that its existence is temporal. Because who we are is eternal. And that is our soul work. We are as you are. As you are, yet we be. How do we see ourselves when we look in the mirror? Because how we perceive ourselves, and when someone else walking down the street look at us, they may see someone or some see someone totally different than how we see ourselves. Because our ego is standing before us. Our individuality extends from our outer physical being. This is our outer ego to our personal soul. These are the significance and the values that we seek from our source that we are to experience and to know ourselves in our physical form, but we are not to let the ego of that part of us be about separation or difference or comparison. If we focus on our outer ego, then the focus is on our physical body and our personality. You see, the world does not want us to think deep, nor does it want us to think at all, because the world continuously uh, 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 create images for us. All we have to do is sit in front of the television, eat our popcorn, and, and, and eat our Doritos, and just watch all the images while we are being subliminally programmed to not be, to not do, to exist in the world of separation, to exist in the world of duality, to continually pump the ego so that we are separate from the source of our beginning. We are a part of the divine essence with consciousness, with identity. And we create our own story. So we have to go back and look at what is my I am story looking like? What am I creating for myself? Am I creating a sense of separation? Or am I creating a sense of unity? You see, because the common, the common definition of ego is that it is our identity. It is how we describe and talk about ourselves. Every time we use the phrase, I am, we are building up. We are constructing. We're shaping, we're expanding a part of our story, our ego story. 
I am. We're trying to convince ourselves because we don't really believe what we say. I am. I am of I am me. I am. It's just like the word I can. I can simply means that you really don't believe it. It says that I have the capacity and the ability, but I am not there yet. I can, but do I really want to? I might not even want to, but I can. But I'm not there. I'm not one with it. I'm just a possibility, a potentiality, but I'm not one with it. So oneness requires us to take some deep time in our dismantling of ourselves so that we can develop some level of commitment in order for us to create a new template for ourselves. You see, we are all archetypes. The world operates off of archetypes, symbols, words, you know, the alphabets, number. That is what creates the movement of energy in the world. So what archetype are we creating for ourselves? What new template of oneness do we need to discover within our physical place where a different type of reality can manifest. We must shift our stance. We can no longer be human beings having a spiritual experience. We have to be methodical and know that the experience that we have as spiritual beings is with purpose towards a mission that we come here to do because it doesn't matter about the physical realm. It is temporal. What we should be working on is that unification of oneness so that when we leave here, we have no separation that we're dealing with because we've pulled back the essence of who we are and not made it connect with the source that brought us here into the atmosphere called earth. In order for us to become one, we have to really be serious about our now existence and what is the absolute perfection that is important to us in which we no longer want to struggle in our life emotionally, physically, mentally. Well, the stuff I'm talking about takes total commitment. It is a total surrendering of your ego, your emotional self, of your fear, of your attachments that we all come to enjoy in life and some creates pain. But in order for us to really work towards the unification of oneness with the source, 
of our beginning, the source that sent us here, we must surrender a lot of things. And this journey that I'm talking about, this sacredness that I'm talking about, simply means that you have attained a certain level within your consciousness, within your soul, within your spirit, that you understand what here is on earth is not of value. It's not important. And 100% surrendering is the only way we are going to achieve that oneness. When you take the time to meditate, what do you experience? What do you see? Do you experience just all of the thoughts that you've created in the past? Do you experience light? Do you experience the feeling of being in the galaxy and you have elevated to a plateau that you feel like you are in space? Or are you afraid to even sit in that space of darkness because you have anticipated fear of the unknown? It is time that we learn how to deconstruct in order to restructure the things that we need in our operating system for our spiritual growth and development. Oneness merges with darkness because oneness is far more powerful in its presence of light. It overcasts the darkness. And so when we become with, one with it, it oozes through our presence, our inner self. People will say, oh my God, girl, you got on new makeup? No, it's just the light within me that you see. I have elevated myself to a place and space where I no longer need to live in fear. I am living in the knowingness. But this is very, very hard work. This is not easy work. Because once you attain that space and, and within that newly found sense of total surrender, we can then begin to proceed in fulfilling our mission here on earth. But many of us never get to what our mission is because we're so convoluted with the attachments, with the fulfillments on all levels readily available for us to just enjoy. Oneness. Being one, not being separate in the mind. You see, this is the experience that we need in order for us to be able to ascend. 
we can't ascend anywhere. We can say the words, but the reality is if nothing has dramatically changed in your life, you're still standing in the same quicksand that you were when you spoke the word. Because our whole life is going to change. Everything will begin to start falling apart, shedding. That ultimate embodiment of all aspects of our being, our interdimensional lineage simultaneously will shift and we open like the lotus flower we open like a flower our soul and we no longer have that fear or anticipation or anxiety or fragmentation or feeling uh, abandoned, uh, all of these emotions that we attach to because of our experimentations and our experiences that we have here on earth. We must be able to let go of that holy roller coaster right that we are on here on earth. And we must travel to a place and space that is free of duality. Free of good and evil. You see, the tree of knowledge is the tree of good and evil for those of you who are Christians. But the tree of life is the tree in which we want to be nourished because that tree is eternal. Even when we lay down this game suit that we are wearing, whatever game it is that you want to claim, I am Tarzan or whatever, once we lay that suit down, our eternal self will always and continually and perpetually exist. Life, death, rebirth. Oneness. Experiencing oneness just through your meditation. And then once you become one in the essence of your spirit self, the way you operate and move will be different. You see, we don't need to, we don't really need all of these things that we are attached to here on earth. We're just enjoying them, but people kill for them. Kill others, kill themselves if their financial affairs crash. Money, we already know, does not make us happy, but many think that it does. What makes us happy? Because most people, when they say, well, I'm, I'm happy, just give me a million dollars. Someone just recently won a huge lottery here in the U.S. And how, how long will that happiness last? As long as the money? Were they happy before they got the money? It is about our soul development because we want to be happy eternally, not in a moment, 
not in my story ego, the story that I am telling to define who I am. We create this personality by applying all of these adjectives to, uh, to ourselves. I'm smart, I'm tall, I'm an extrovert, I'm an introvert, I'm a genius, <laughs> I'm genuine, I'm a mom, I'm a teacher, I have fun. But that is not who we truly are. So within all of these dualities that we create, create in the diversity of our character, we become lost and we suffer and we struggle and we experience lack and limitation because we are randomly uh, uh, enjoying and dealing with all of these synchronicities that are against our will. The will of God. The will of the source. Our mission is to come here on this planet and to do the will of the source. Our life really doesn't matter in terms of the physical realm. We're just here enjoying some things, but we're, we are, we, it was never designed that we become attached. Our unknown reality is where we should really focus on because if we say that I am spiritual, that is another story we have created and it is our I am awakening and we are seeking enlightenment but then that's our spiritual side of another part of our ego that is still trying to define itself and to create another emotional and mental story about itself because we're looking for all of the answers externally on the outside. And not within. You know, my company is called Nirvana Lifestyle Networks. Uh, I also started out as Nirvana Retreat, which is the parent company. And the retreat simply means, the word retreat means to go within. Retreat, pull back. And my byline is follow the path from within. Because that's where the answers are. That's where the knowingness is. When we know there is no fear. When we know we do not have to be wasting our time on believing. Because believing is still uh, a mechanism of separation, of duality. I believe. I trust. Those are words that simply says, I have not attained it. I haven't acquired it. I'm still waiting on it. But what happens if you wait on it? What happens if you're still trying to make it happen? And then you develop anxiety because it didn't happen. And now we got some other attachment or emotional breakdown 
because it didn't happen. I was expecting it to arrive on the 20th of November. The 20th of November came and went, and I haven't received it yet. I haven't experienced it yet. And I now develop this anxiety because I believed and I hoped and I trusted and I prayed. But you didn't know. We have to know. Because knowing this is a totally different level. We have to really delve deep and understand what words really mean. Because we are mimicking what the world is telling us to mimic. They've come out with influencers. Well, last year, year before last, become an influencer. Why you want someone to influence you? We should be influencing our own self. The world doesn't want you to think. Because if you think, guess what? And if you think deeply and figure things out, guess what? You don't need what's in the world. You know how to make it happen on your own. This is so critical. It is so important. Now we're talking about evolution. <laughs> This is evolution because I can make my own decisions. I don't need to look to someone else to make a decision for me. Well, what do you think I should do? Well, I just wanted your opinion. I just wanted to know what you thought. And the person says, well, the answer is inside of you. Well, I know, I know that. But, you know, I just was just trying to, you know, see where you was at with it. and See if your thoughts was the same like my thoughts, you know. <laughs> no, my thoughts are not the same as your thoughts. Because what I'm thinking may be so adverse to what you are thinking or feeling or even want to hear from me. We, we you know, really should be talking more to ourselves than to anyone else. Because we say we have a physical story, an emotional story, and a mental story, but each one of these stories have a different perspective within the ego. Because anxiety and the word anxiousness in the dictionary means troubled in mind. Troubled in mind. In other words, we're confused. We got a troubled mind. Because our expectation and our uh, um, our expectation and our assumptions about things did not work out. So, because we are anticipating something to happen and it doesn't work out, we become anxious and we develop anxiety, and that gives us trouble in our mind. So it is important that we begin to think about what is important to me. Do I, what, you know, where am I in my life? Do, can I really do this stuff that Empress is talking about? Totally surrender and to what, am I going to be able to attain the things? Am I going to be able to reach my goals? Am I going to be able to 
drive my new car that I want? Am I going to be able to have plenty of money in my pocket? Sure will. Because the universe has everything you can possibly conceive and things that your mind cannot even begin to conceptualize. And you are one with all of it. But we have to get to a place where we begin to ease out the expectations, the dualities, the diversities within our mind and become still. Spend more time being quiet, still. Spending some time in the park, sitting by the lake or the ocean, uh, just going to be by yourself. Spending time at home with no telephone, with no television or radio or music or any company over a weekend. Functioning in total silence so you can hear the inside of your being speak to you. Eating your meals in silence. Oh, that is a powerful exercise. Here's one for you. A friend told me one time when I was going through some stuff many years ago, and, and she really blew me out the, out the water with this one, and she said, go buy a, a bag of rice in a big jar. And I said, a bag of rice? She said, just do it. So I did it, you know. <laughs> and guess what? She said, take one grain of rice and drop it in the jar. Take another grain, just one grain, not a handful of grains, one grain of rice, and drop it in the jar. And I said, that's crazy. She said, just do it. And I did it. You know, we're good friends. I know she wouldn't give me any, any, any advice that would not be sound for my life. And as I sat there and did it, as a matter of fact, I think at the time I was probably had a cocktail while I was doing it. <laughs> And picking up this one grain and having this self-talk with myself. And then I started with self-talk. And then I started with, by the time I got the bottom of the jar uh, totally covered, I continued to do it in silence. And when I did it in silence, what I discovered was all these thoughts that were going across my third eye, my mind. And then all of a sudden they all were gone. They, my mind went blank. And then I started seeing things. Revelations started coming. And I sat there for a couple of hours doing that. It was a Friday, Saturday evening. I didn't have anything else to do. But it was so... It was such a magical moment that weekend because... I experienced things that I had not experienced either before or in a very long time about myself. And having these revelations and being able to see the truth, the truth of the things that I created in my life and the things that I need to get rid of in my life. Silence is so powerful. It speaks more volume than words. 
Yet when we use the vocabulary or the alphabets of words, we don't take the time to really construct our message that we're sending because now, you know, we're on the uh, we're texting and we're emailing and we, we type so fast we don't think about how we are using these codes. To construct messages, to send signals out into the universe to others. And then when that same energy returned back to us, it is going to be equal to whatever it is that we emitted into the universe. Oneness. See, there is no separation in time and space or matter. It's just oneness. Everything is connected, and how we move through it determines the impact regarding the outcome of what shows up in our life. We want to blame other people, but we can't. We have to take total and full responsibility because any time we give our thoughts to someone else, we have to take total responsibility for it. Because we don't know how it's going to show up, how it's going to come back to us. Oneness. It is the ultimate source of unification. Oneness. The question is, are you willing to risk relinquishing all that you know, the entire structure of your belief system that defines and, 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 and constricts your reality, your identity? Are you willing to relinquish all that you know? Are you willing? Because the world is fragmented and its sense of destination regarding your journey can only give back to you the path in which you direct it to go. You create your story. You create your life. You create what you want to see happen through the mirrors of your mind. We have all of these vision boards going on and there's a lot of vision boards. This is vision board season right now. But before we get that vision board on paper, it's in your mind. And most of it is, stuff is all over the place. Because I want everything. <laughs> the kitchen sink. <laughs> and everything that can go down the drain. I want everything. So I haven't compartmentalized myself to know what is it that I truly want. What do I value? Is there anything on my mental vision board that prepares me for my growth and development within my soul. 
within myself, my inner self, my union with the source, with God? Is there a mutually shared agreement between me and my source, my higher self? What is my repertoire of awareness and its response? What aspects of myself ceases to be one with the source, the one who created the in the beginning? who created my beginning, and who also has the end already dated. What will I achieve in my soul? Where are the levels of multiple integration that is going to bring out the oneness of my collective beingness simultaneously. What is my intent and my character? This is Empress Q. Talking about the sacredness of oneness. This stuff that I teach it's not easy work. But we count the cost and the value of its impact and outcome. Making sure that as we move through and prepare for this new year, there is something on our plate on our visual vision boards. There is space where we ensure that the very pure essence of who and what I am will continually be the virtue of my being. I will have the mastery over my life and my beingness and I seek to integrate all of that into my journey that is sacred. I operate and move through and honor the divine laws of the source. It's not my truth. I don't know my truth. I don't even know who I am. So how do I have my truth? But it is the truth of the divine. There's only one truth. I hope that this discussion this evening on oneness and the sacredness of oneness has touched your life. Has given you some things to think about, to contemplate. To lay back, light a candle, be in the dark, just be still. Let your mind take over. Let all those thoughts run through. 
until they dissipate and then there's that blankness in that blankness that's where the revelation is going to show up and show you and isn't life easier when things are revealed to you versus you scratching your head at your desk or at home or trying to figure it out to yourself let God show you let the source show you let the divine reveal to you that which you need to know about you and it ain't everybody else's business and move in that space so enjoy your evening or your morning or your midday wherever you may be this is Empress Q and I am just in that space tonight because I have just been thinking about oneness all week and just thinking about making sure that I am doing my work to connect and not struggle as a human being, but to connect inside of myself constantly. Every morning I get up and just having that stillness. Sometimes I see things that I love and find rejoice in, and some things I see I'm not happy with because I made that choice. I made that decision, but everything is temporal, and that's the beautiful part of change and transformation. So have a wonderful evening. I love you. Thank you for your time. I value and appreciate your time so greatly. And I will see you in a couple of days, and we will have another topic or part two not sure yet but because I'm working on my book and I'm also updating my website I have a lot on my plate and I'm so excited to just move you towards the new things that I'm going to be rolling out particularly in the new years as we close out this year let's just take some time and be still I have to be busy be still and do you good night shalom